When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi, this is Joe, the Connection Counselor, and welcome to the seventh in our series of Aikido-inspired lessons on executive presence morsels. In our previous episode, we talked about a concept that I was super excited to share with you, taking out the slack and what that means. And and we talked about it in the context of really understanding uh, expectations of people uh, and and your own expectations and matching those up uh, so you can both perform at a much higher level with less understanding. And, th- and that was how we communicated part of this concept of taking out the slack. Today, I want to share with you a, a complementary uh, related uh, concept or principle about taking out the slack. So from a physical, you know, biomechanical perspective, right, when, when we're doing Aikido techniques, there may be a situation where we have the person right where we want them, right? And, and what that means typically is their um, joints and their body are extended in such a way that they are off balance and, and we have um, a, a position where uh, the slightest movement uh, of our body will impact their body. Now, it's interesting because often you start out at that position, but something happens and you release the tension, right? You, you, you allow some slack back in. And that actually allows the person to get back to an even or sometimes to reverse you, right? And, and to get to a superior position, whereas before they didn't have the chance. When we had the tension on and had already done the work to achieve um, a better position, right, where they were off balance... All we had to do was keep up that tension and it would be very difficult for them without like injuring themselves to reverse that position and sort of get the upper hand on us. So today we're going to talk about, um, you know, taking out the slack in terms of keeping the right tension on something. Just because you get something right initially doesn't mean that's enough because often high performance, often projects, um, often... Uh, positions or careers, they occur over a long period of time. They're not just, you know, a a one minute, five minute, one hour deal. Uh, You have to be able to keep that right tension over a longer period of time. So um, how do we do that? So I'm going to share with you um, some steps and and principles to help you do that. So first, um, so let's use the situation where, uh, you know, uh, you're, you're, you're managing a team and you're asking someone to do something uh, on your team. Uh, and, you know, typically uh, they do a good job, but it's been somewhat inconsistent 
lately. But you want to like trust them and you know they, they have a good track record. So you don't want to micromanage either. How can taking out the slack and keeping the right tension really help you in, the, in this situation? So first principle, don't go too long without sensing the results, right? Because when you have a timely realization, uh, that avoids bigger, untimely ones in the future. So how do you do that, right? There's, there's various ways. Um, this is not about giving you a checklist of, of things you can, can do, but it's really about the principle of how long do you wait to realize what's going on, to take the temperature, to get some feedback, right? So whether that's meeting weekly or whether that's asking a question once in a while or asking them to stop by, or do you go six months right before really understanding and then you get a report or you get a project and it's just so far off or so underperforming from what you expected and now you have a big disaster so the first principle right keep the right tension don't go too long without sensing the results and it doesn't have to be a report it doesn't have to be micromanagement it just has to be like what do you need to understand that things are moving in the right direction so you don't have to say anything else right it, it, it's about figuring out how you can say less but from a uh, from a perspective of knowledge and, and not from a perspective of just not wanting to say anything the second principle is to make micro adjustments in real time, right? So you know like when you um, you play golf or you shoot pool, that like half degree or that one degree off seems like a small um, deviation. And within the first, you know, couple, you know, uh, inches or that first foot of the, of the ball moving, it is a relatively small deviation. But what happens, you know, four feet out, 40 feet out, you know, a hundred feet out, that deviation becomes huge. It has a much bigger impact. So what you want to do is make those micro adjustments because, because a little, a little thing being off can have a huge impact further down the line. And you want to make them in real time. You don't want to wait a long time to make the adjustment because often the problem um, gets worse. So that's the second principle to, to take out the slack and, and keep the right tension. Make those micro adjustments in third, uh, in real time. The third thing I want to share is, um, you know, when there are problems and things are going the wrong way, you have two options. You can move the person to get them into the right position, right? You can sort of reorient them and give them the guidance to, to get reoriented, or you can actually move yourself. Like often we forget, like we can move ourselves. We, all, we worry so much about how we move other people and we don't think so much about mm, sometimes us being a little bit more flexible or seeing things from other people's perspective or being more innovative because sometimes a thing that seems like it's going wrong from our perspective is actually the exact thing that we need if we can just unclench you know our our, our stubbornness and our fixedness and say you know what L let me consider this right that's not always the answer to move yourself um, but those are our two choices we can really have them adjust and help them adjust or we can actually move ourselves depending on what is the best path for the thing that you're ultimately trying to accomplish and finally um, the, the last thing is a relaxed engagement is the key feeling you should have so when you're taking out the slack right in a, a keto technique you're not like 
so harsh that you're grinding the person so they can't move. It, it's it's actually like right on the edge of, of, of discomfort and pain. So they know that they have um, very little option other than to move along with you. Uh, and, and it's the same thing with uh, sort of in your professional work. If you were just grinding on a person, right, if they are in so much pain and they're so scared all the time, they don't they can't really perform at their highest level. You're actually decreasing their performance. What you really want is to get to a state of relaxed engagement, right, where you know what's going on because you're engaged, right? You haven't checked out. But at the same time, you're, you're, you're relaxed because you, you trust that the person you've given the job to is, has the ability to do the job, or if they don't, you've given them the resources or the support they, knew they need to do the job. That is the role of a high-performing executive, not just to crush the person and make sure that they get the thing done uh, on time. And by taking out the slack by keeping this right tension in an optimal way, you will get the best results for yourself, for your team, and for your organization. My name is Joe Kwan, the Connection Counselor, and thank you for listening to Executive Presence Morsels. Remember, it's not what you say, do, or wear. It's how you make people feel that generates executive presence. Nothing else matters. Welcome to the eighth episode in our Aikido series of Executive Presence Morsels. I hope you've been enjoying these lessons and learning something from it. I, I know I've benefited tremendously uh, from the way the physical realities and principles in, in Aikido apply very directly and serve as amazing metaphors to interpersonal uh, sort of life perspective. So today I want to share a topic which I think all of us are familiar with, um, especially when you get into more high-performing situations with a lot of stress and a lot of expectation. And that is self-sabotage, or to put it another way, getting out of your own way, right? How many times have you seen someone with so much potential, maybe that person is you, so much potential and, and just the ability to do so much and they just keep shooting themselves in the foot. They just keep saying, doing. Hello, this is Joe, the Connection Counselor. And today on Executive Presence Morsels, we'll be sampling another bite-sized learning to help you be seen, be heard, and be elevated. If you'd like, please stay tuned for a preview of tomorrow's episode, brought to you by our sponsor.